if you are just joining us, welcome. You are waking up to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm your host, Amanda Seals, joined by... DJ Nails, and this is your new way to wake up every single morning. And we are unapologetically black and unapologetically in your face every single morning now. <laughs> you, I'm so yes. hyped right now, Amanda. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. I, I really honestly just, I'm still getting like into the reality that I get to do this with y'all every morning and that it's like happening. So I am overjoyed and we have so much more to tell y'all about what's going on in the world. We got Black Current News coming up this hour. We're going to talk about Elon Musk and this Twitter takeover, how it's a big, huge fail. Also got to talk about elections because it's the election eve, y'all. And I want y'all to be just as excited about election eve as you are about Christmas Eve because it's going to be even bigger presence when you get somebody in office that you really want in office. Yep. And we got a question for you. What would you do if you knew the world was going to end? We're going to talk about that and more. First day out vibes, y'all. We are in the place to be in the <laughs> outfit. It's the first day <laughs> Stay connected with us 24-7 on socials at Seals Said It. Give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Philly, we're on your top. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Yeah. Amanda Seals show. It's Amanda Seals here with DJ Nails. You can call me Nails for short, ladies. <laughs> Why are you addressing the ladies directly already? You Ew. see me doing the He's eyebrows? Also, yes, I was just about to say. He is flexing <laughs> the eyebrows, y'all. You can feel it through the mic. But I will vouch. Nails is a... You, well, first of all, anybody who knows me knows that you got to be a special kind of dude to be in the, in the driver's seat, co-host seat, partner seat with me. You feel me? And Nails... <laughs> Nails is special in that way. He's smart. He's thoughtful. He's a womanist. Like, he's bad at bad at ratty ratty. You feel me? So, yeah. I'm riding with you, Nails. I'm riding with yeah. you. Now, what I'm not riding with is the Twitter. Okay? So, first of all, let me just tell you. Black Current News is going to go down every day. And that's where we're going to give you all some information that's going down about current events that are happening in politics. Or, you know, just really that's happening in the wider scope of things in this world. And we could not start Black Current News without what's going on in Twitter land right now. Because Twitter is a global platform. Like, a lot of people be on the twits. And we also know about Black Twitter being one of the, I believe, one of the sources of the current Black renaissance. And now, with Elon Musk taking over Twitter, it really is turned into an SHI blank show. Okay? It's become madness. Elon Musk is the billionaire, gadrillionaire who started Tesla, who also was, you know, going in the spaceship, who also has 511 kids. A lot of people don't know he is rivaling Nick Cannon and NBA Youngboy in the yeah. how many kids and how many baby mamas department can I have? Am I missing anything when it comes to Elon? It's like he's the 2022's Tony Stark, like Iron Man of, of 2022 in real life. This man is filthy rich to the point where he could just buy whatever he wants and just do whatever he wants with it. And that's what he did with Twitter. But you know what? He's not Tony Stark, okay? Because Tony Stark was actually like an upstanding citizen who really wanted to save like the flipping universe and actually ended up giving his life to do so. I can't see Mr. <laughs> Musk doing anything of the kind. So... You know, with him taking over Twitter, we saw a lot of big things going on. The biggest thing, first and foremost, is that millions have left the platform just because he showed up. I mean, it's literally like 
when you are on the train. So all my people that be on that SEPTA and you get on a car where somebody has been on that car, living on that car and smelling up that entire car. And you're like, nope, got to go. Got to go. That is what Twitter is right now. Elon Musk showed up, smelled up the whole platform. People are like, I don't even want to be here. Advertisers have also left. And I mean, I don't just I'm not saying just like, you know, like regular advertisers. I'm talking about big mammoth advertisers like General Motors, like Pfizer, Audi. Whoa. We're like, yeah, we're good. You, We don't want to sit at your table anymore. He's out. Side note, speaking of sitting at the table, apparently Puff invested $10 million into Elon Musk's $44 billion buying of this platform in order to have a seat at the table, so to speak. Wait, um, Puff Puff? Yes, Did Sean he? Puff Daddy Love Combs. Whoa. Yeah. And then there were a lot of other investors, and he got, you know, Elon got loans from banks, etc. So, along with all that, the free speech model that Elon Musk has for Twitter removed the protections against hate speech. And so, upon him taking over, 500% rise in the use of the N-word on the platform happened immediately. People literally were just like opening accounts just so they could tweet the word over and over and over and over again because he has this quote unquote free speech mission, which really is just you can be a terrible person and no one can do anything about it mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. everyone should be able to be a terrible person if they want to and go unchecked. And what that means to me is that he's just never been punched in the face. That's all that means to me. <laughs> Damn. Because people, people who talk like that, they just ain't never had a consequence for their actions, right? Like, we you know, we in Philly. Like, in Philly, if you're going to talk crazy, you're going to get a consequence for your actions. So, to Facts. me, that's where that's coming from. Now, he also uh, said he was going to be laying off Twitter employees. And there was, like, a memo sent out to the staff. And it was basically just, like, you will get an email if you're fired. And if you aren't fired, then you'll get a different email. That's it. So a lot of people losing their jobs. Um, apparently, he also fired like the CEO. He fired the like head lawyer. It's a lot of firing and talking crazy. And also now he wants to charge $8 <laughs> to have a verified account. Nails, would you pay the money? Now, I did this on my Instagram. I even asked listeners, would they do it? I said no. I even have a blue check. I don't feel I, 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 I canceled my Netflix account because I didn't feel like spending extra money that I didn't need to spend every single month for social media. It's not real. No, absolutely not. Well, it also like, you know, the blue check thing used to be simply about verifying someone's account because there were also a lot of like phony accounts being made. Right. That's right. what that became. And that's what I mean, sorry, that's what it was. But then it became this thing that was more like about clout. And then people were like buying the blue check. And, you yep. know, people were like trying to like make it seem like their opinion was more valuable if they had a blue check. I mean, I have people who have said said things to me like, you just think what you're saying means more because you have a blue check. And I'm like, I, maybe you think that. I, I, <laughs> I, I, I you said this, that. I don't even know when this blue check popped up. But I think all of these changes are really going to affect the platform in a deleterious fashion. And I would love to see Black Twitter find another home because I think the genius of Black Twitter doesn't need to happen on Twitter. It can happen anywhere where Black voices can respond in real time to what's going on. And in that mode, 
I want to be the first to say, if, actually, I don't know if anyone else said it, but I'm the first to say it here on the Amanda Seal Show. Let's all go to Black Planet. Let's do it. Black Planet used to be popping anyway. Okay. <laughs> Elon Musk is going on spaceships to, to Mars. Well, we getting on the Wi-Fi to the Black Planet. Okay. We going to go over there. And I have already started an Amanda Seals show account. So you can go to Seals Set It. And me and Nails will be in the Black Planet world posting and responding. Because I genuinely feel like let's go over to a platform that's actually for us by us. Sound like FUBU right now. That was Black Black Planet was actually Black Twitter before Black Twitter existed. So let's go over there and have some fun. Seal said it. Follow us. Follow us. All right. So the next story, I saw this and I thought this was really funny because Trump has been literally fighting since he was in office to keep people from being able to see his tax returns. Now he went to the Supreme Court and they granted him a temporary win to keep the House from getting his tax returns. Why is it so, why is this so big for him to keep everybody from seeing his tax returns? Is he scared that people are going to know that he's not worth the amount that he's saying he's worth? Or is there going to be a trail somewhere he doesn't want us to go? The reason why this is weird to me is because it's clear at this point that he's like infallible to his following. So I don't feel like there's something that is in here that would make them not want to follow him anymore. At, at this point, if this if, if we've gotten to this point and they haven't backed down, then like a tax return ain't going to be the thing that makes his followers be like, oh, well, now, now, we can't continue to follow this guy. So I don't think it has to be that, but I'm, I'm just wondering if it's literally just him trying to prove a point. Like this is the hill he's going to die on that Nah, you can't get my stuff. This is my stuff and you can't see my stuff. I, is it that simple? He is enough of a jackass where it could be that that could be the case. I, don't, I just think it's something deeper than that. I don't think it's just like him saying like, yo, I'm sticking to my guns. I think it's something hidden in his taxes that the world is going to see that he doesn't want exposed. I think that's what it is. I just wonder what could be in his taxes that the only reason I could see him hiding this is because there's something that's like unquestionably criminal that can take him down Al Capone style. Let's not forget, Al Capone was out here just shoot him up, shoot him up, shoot him up, shoot him up. (laughs) And they ended up taking him down. Well, actually, syphilis is what really took Al Capone down. But they ended up getting him in prison because of taxes. That's what that's what it was. So, you know, I think um, there must be something in here that that just kind of exposes him either to our criminal empire or or oh i'm cooking up something what if it's what if it's something in here that exposes him to the people that he's already in bed with right now that he's not supposed to be in bed with right now like what if there's something in his tax returns that's gonna make pew and be like um excuse me bingo bingo yeah the pew pew pews huh <laughs> that's me that yeah that means goodbye <laughs> in russian i've russian gymnastics coaches for a little bit when we come back actress julia roberts is down with the king and i don't mean run dmc and i don't mean prince charles so when we get ca- well king charles i should say when we come back let's find out what i'm talking about i mean we love pretty women we'll see you back right here at the amanda seal show the amanda seal show we up we up we up Welcome to the Amanda Seals Show. It is Amanda Seals here with 
BJ Nails. Now, first of all, DJ Nails, are you aware? Like, do you know Julia Roberts' work? I do. Isn't she the girl from Double Jeopardy? <laughs> okay, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Really, I don't. The confidence. The confidence. I do. I do. No, that is Ashley Judd. That is Ashley Judd. Uh, Julia Roberts is from Ocean's Eleven. Julia Roberts is from Ocean's 12. Julia Roberts is from Pretty Woman. Julia Roberts is from Aaron Brockovich. Julia Roberts, 90s icon, okay? My best friend's wedding. Like, she is one of the ones, all right? And I did not know this, but apparently Martin Luther King and Coretta Scott King paid her doctor's bills when she was born. Like, they paid for her family's doctor bills when she was born. Now, she is from Georgia, and her parents owned an acting school in Georgia. And it really wasn't like a big money maker. But the thing about it was that when Coretta and Martin were trying to get their kids to go to school, there were a lot of schools that would not accept them. A lot of places wouldn't accept their kids for a myriad of reasons, right? Not only are they mm-hmm. Dr. King's children, but of course, this is during Jim Crow. And her parents said, oh, you can bring them through. And this sparked a friendship between her parents and Dr. King and Coretta Scott King. And apparently when Julia was born, her parents couldn't afford the doctor's bills. Or as Julia says, uh, they were in a jam and Dr. King and Coretta helped them out. Yo, this Mm -hmm. is dope news to know. Like, I I didn't (laughs) even know that. This is dope news. So random. Uh, You know, it's just always nice to find out these little nice tidbits. I feel like on a regular basis, what we're finding out about America is that this place is even worse than we ever could imagine. <laughs> like yeah. When I found out that Lake Lanier is actually a lake that was created because they drowned a black town out, like they literally just opened a dam and released water to drown out a black town. I was like, wait, what? Then I find out that this is like common practice that happened all over the nation, that there are drowned black towns. You're just like, wait, wait wait, this place is even worse. Every time I hear those type of stories, I'm just like blown away. So it was nice to hear an actual positive story that actually made me say, oh, there are some nice people. It's like when I found out that uh, owner and founder of Red Lobster was somebody who was one of the people. He was down for us. He went against Jim Crow laws and said, no, everybody can eat at my restaurant. Everybody can eat my cheddar bay my, my cheddar bay biscuits. Hello. And that explains <laughs> that that explains why we love it so much. We love it so much. So, you know, yeah. ever so often we gotta we gotta have those those little pieces of, of positivity because it has to remind us that even in the darkness, there is light. And in Julia Roberts' cases, Dr. King and Coretta were the light at the end of her birth tunnel. I'm so, my mind is so blown. I did not know that. That's dope though. That's real dope. That's really dope. It's also just impressive just to see how you just never know people's history. I mean, Ben Affleck didn't know his history and he tried to hide it when Henry Louis Gates was like, your family owns slaves. (laughs) All right, moving on. (laughs) When we get back, we have the big up, let down. I'm gonna get some props for some goodness and some blows for some blackness. Uh, Oh. Stick around. Yeah, we've got some things to discuss. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals with DJ Nails. The Amanda Seals Show. All right, now, welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. It's Amanda Seals here with DJ Nails, and I'm nervous about what you're about to talk about. Well, you know, I love talking about relationships. Big fan, huge. So (laughs) there's a question for the people Why are so many still hung up on an ex? The answer is more complicated than you realize. So this is a topic that's being talked about 
And I actually talked about this. I put forth like my theory on this on my Instagram recently. And a lot of people responded, but I'm going to share this theory with you first. Okay. So the question is, if you're still hung up on someone, is it because you want that person or is it because you just want that person to want you? Ah. And I don't think that's necessarily like a new concept, but we can always keep bringing the truth to light all the time, right? A lot of people don't really think about that distinction because in their minds, they're just like, what's the difference? But there really is a difference. And I will say that like, when I got back with my dude who I was with in college and we got back together as adults, he was not as trusting of me in the beginning. He told me this later, but he was not as trusting as me in the beginning because he said he wasn't sure that I actually wanted him or did I just want like a man? And that I think is the distinction that we think about like in a relationship, but once it's done and we're so hung up on somebody, is it that you want that person or is it that you just want them to like you? Well, there's codependency very deep rooted in there, right? A lot of us are codependents. A lot of us identify our value by somebody else considering us valuable. And if we have decided that this other person is valuable, even if they are a complete trash person, <laughs> the, the way that they made us feel in liking us was valuable. So we'll still yeah. keep going after that. And I am a complete, true example of that. I have absolutely, I'm sure everybody listening in the car is like, ooh, try it, because we have all <laughs> been there. We have all been there. Now, I think the other part of this, and this is what I was talking about on my Instagram, was that when you like connect with somebody and you bond with them, like there's a chemical thing that does happen in your body. And that chemical reaction can be something that is physically happening in your body that you somewhat become, I don't want to use the word addicted to, but that you, some, you become accustomed to. And so when you break that bond with somebody and you're no longer getting that chemical reaction in your system, I think that your body goes through some sort of a withdrawal. Mm -hmm. And it really does like fiend for having that reaction again with that person. Now, the problem is a lot of times that reaction that you're having chemically isn't necessarily a positive thing, right? Like a lot of us have been in dysfunctional relationships where we think that like the dysfunction and the back and forth and the makeup sex, et cetera, et cetera, is like some sign of us really being in the throes of magic love but a lot of times it's really just nah you you don't have a healthy idea of what a, a relationship is have you ever been hung up on somebody now you know I, I i ain't gonna lie i do every once in a while well i did for one little period of time find myself missing an ex before like i'm not gonna say okay. this because people are gonna figure out exactly my, like my frat brothers and <laughs> friends they'll know exactly who i'm talking about but i already um, know but this person, she's already moved on with her life. I moved on with my life, but I, I for a period, but I you know did what? Her. For the record, I ain't gonna say I missed her, but I, I did. Uh, well, I will Why? say I did, I did miss <laughs> certain things and the ways that we connected and we bonded, and it's certain things that I, I, you know, I don't do with certain women that I did with her, you know. And right. I'm not talking about sexual stuff. It's just certain things that we connected on that I didn't connect with other women on. But you said that she moved on with her life and you moved on with your life. And yeah, you, we both you, moved you, on without. But you know what? For the record, y'all ain't dead yet. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, sometimes it come back around. You know, like, my man was like, listen, he was like, I realized that for a long time, I thought that I was like 
obsessed with you because I continued to miss you. And he was like, I really like actively worked to decisively distance myself from you and like date other women. Look at nails trying not to smile and like date other women and like, like, like date people that were like the exact opposite of you. And he was like, but then I, I just realized that it was like, no, like, I just really connected with you and it just happened like early in our adult life. And, and here we are in our midlife. And I will say if we had gotten back together anytime over that time, like it wouldn't have worked out. I mean, also like he lived a whole other life. Like he was married. I was doing my own thing. Like, I think that was actually really good for us. But I think a lot of us really get hung up on somebody and we don't even know the real reason why we're still hung up on them. We don't really understand that like you can miss things about someone, but that doesn't mean that they're the right person for you. And that's the other thing. If you're with somebody and they're feeding you in a really positive way and they're building you up and you're doing the same for yourself, that's beautiful. But if they are doing all the building for you and you are requiring their feeding into you in order for you to be full, that's a struggle. Okay. Mm. Danger. Danger, mm. Will Robinson. Danger. Danger. <laughs> so I say all that to say, don't mistake a bond for love. Okay. Don't mistake a bond for love. And a lot of us bond very quickly, particularly those of us that have abandonment issues, those of us who are uh, codependent and, you know, narcissists. And narcissists love a codependent because they'd be like, oh, you want to be loved? I love you. I met you two hours ago. It's all good. No, it's all good. no, it's not. No, it's not. Now it's four months later and you bailing somebody out of jail. You see what I'm saying? Like, you just But to everybody who's trying to get over somebody, my, my advice to you is this. Listen to music that has a really happy energy, but in a language that you don't understand. That'll keep you good. Because that's what I used to do in my breakups. I would listen to Spanish music that was salsa and it would be like, ding, 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 ding. I don't know what they're saying. But it feels happy. I could tell that was either in Florida or your New York time. Listen, because at the end of the day, you're like going through a breakup. Everything you listen to just feels depressing. You could be listening to like Wu-Tang. You're like, cash rules, everything around me. He loved cream in his coffee. He loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all, this is the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. I'm doing bye. DJ Nails. <laughs> we up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seals Show. What's up, Philly? It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals, joined by... DJ Nails. And I will be on stage right here in Philly this weekend. I'll be at the Miller Theater doing stand-up comedy. Yes, for some of y'all who do not know, I am a full comedian. You can actually watch my HBO comedy special, <laughs> I Be Knowing, before you come to the show on Saturday. Get your tickets at amandaseals.com. It's going to be a hell of a night. Shout out to my boy, Reg Thomas, who will be opening for me. And just shout out to Philly for always showing me so much love. And all the love is being shown also on these phone lines, because y'all have been calling in and telling us <laughs> how happy you are about us coming to the airwaves let's let's hear some of it congratulations amanda we wish you the best here in philly welcome to 100.3 r&b miss amanda Fields. welcome to philadelphia i wish you the best of blessings welcome to philadelphia amanda seals amanda seals welcome to philadelphia home of the phillies home of the eagles home of the sixers home of the union you will enjoy it here 
It will be phenomenal. You were having an excellent start in this city. There's so many things to do here. I live in Jersey. I rep Jersey all the time, but I love to do any kind of event in Philadelphia. Good luck. You're going to do an excellent job. Ah, God bless. Yeah. Listen, it's the just city of brotherly thing. love. You living up well, to the I'm, name, man. It really is what's real. What's the little heart love. thing? <laughs> they Am cannot see you right? nails. They cannot see you nails. But he's doing the heart <laughs> hands. He's doing the heart hands. Let's keep in touch. Our number is one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. It is the Amanda Seals Show. We are in the building, and we are also on your streaming platforms. We are. We are. We are the Amanda Seals Show. Amanda Seals here at the Amanda Seals Show, joined by DJ Nails. You can call me Nails for short. It's fine. It's fine. We are going to be waking you up this morning, and we have got some things to tell you. First of all, Black Earth News. We're running it down. We're going to talk about affirmative action. What is SCOTUS taking on? Are they letting it go? Are they letting it live? We're going to tell you all about it. Then we got to talk about elections because it is election eve. And I've got three important reasons for why you should be voting. And I want you all to hear those reasons. So please stick around for that. Also, we've got the big up let down where I give somebody props for some dopeness or I give blows for some whackness. Now, I'm not going to tell you who the big up is, but the letdown is absolutely Drake. So you'll get to hear my thoughts on that. <laughs> and on a lighter note, and by light, I mean fire, scorch it hot, burn it hot. The STD rates in America are skyrocketing. Where are y'all putting the condoms? Okay, because you're not putting them on. Things are mm. under control. We will discuss this nastiness when we get back. Mm, it's it's a doozy. But again, tomorrow's election day. Make sure to vote. I will give you reasons why. Stay connected with us 24-7 on all socials at Seals Said It. And give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. It's the Amanda Seals Show. We're waking you up in the morning. Let's get into it. perfect transition. We talked about the Supreme Court. We got to talk about the fact that it's election eve in America because how we vote is how we ended up with these people eventually getting to the Supreme Court. Now, there are three reasons why we here at the Amanda Seals Show feel that you should be at that ballot tomorrow. One, elections have consequences, y'all. Every vote matters. I know some of y'all feel like you're just dropping a vote into the ocean. But think about if everybody was dropping that vote into that ocean, it's gonna change the way the ocean flows. I don't want people to think that they don't have power when they're not even using their power, which brings me to number two. It's your right. Not voting is giving up your voice. If voting did not matter, these folks would not go through so much 
trouble to keep you from voting, okay? We had folks in Arizona that were guarding ballot boxes with guns. There was people in Tennessee handing out wrong ballots so that people could be voting the wrong district. You got laws being passed in other places. There are many efforts that are made to try to keep you from voting, and that should be your alert. Doop, 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 that says, uh oh. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of alert that was, but I need that vote. I need that vote. Anytime someone trying that hard to hold something over your head, you got to make sure that you get out from under that. And number three, voting is an opportunity for change. I'm not saying it's the only opportunity. Okay. I'm not saying just vote and then go about your business, but it is a part of the system here that is trying to create change. Now, some people might feel like, oh, Amanda, you know, you're playing into the system by even mentioning that, etc. Listen, we got to use all of the tactics possible and available. And voting is one of those things. Along with that, you can organize with folks. You can donate to organizations. You also need to make sure that you're teaching your kids at home. But I want voting to become a part of like our black culture. You know what I'm saying now? It's like, I know that a lot of people just don't see voting as their business, but it's especially for black folks, it's our business. I have a lot of friends who have a habit of saying like their vote doesn't count or it doesn't matter. But I, I always break it down to them. I'm like, listen, Congresswoman Joyce Beatty, told me this and this is how she broke it down to me if you don't think your vote matters or it doesn't count just think about this we vote for things as local as judges that we stand in front of when we have to go to court we vote for that judge that's gonna lay our you know whatever our punishment or whatever our consequence is we vote for that and i'm not gonna say voting is gonna change everything but it's the doorstep to change we gotta vote and keep voting so we can keep putting people in place that have our best interest and not you know their bank account you know what i mean or make decisions about other people's bodies and they don't even have the sexual organ that they're making decisions over It really is just on the bottom line. You don't want to have the opportunity to vote how your life is gonna be run and then not vote and then somebody else is now running your life. Like that's the part for me. But these people are definitely making decisions that will affect your life. I don't know why some folks don't think that, but I have to assure you and reaffirm for you that that is the case. And we've seen it in a real time situation with Roe v. Wade, right? Like I don't think anybody in my generation or your generation thought that that could ever be repealed. I mean, I think a lot of us thought that was just part of American law and they just snatched it. Gotcha, bitch. Took it right out of there. And that was just, that's the beginning. That's just the beginning. Tip of the iceberg. I didn't hear them say a lot of little whisperings like, oh yeah, we're going to take a look at, you know, the LGBTQ marriage laws. We're going to take a look at, you know, the, the loving law, interracial marriages. Like, baby, they are coming for it if they can. So let's try and do our best to stop it. And we've seen a lot of folks coming out. We've seen record numbers of voters. We want to keep those numbers going. I want you all to feel empowered. I want you all to know that people have come before you to make this ability available to you. So let's respect that at the very least. Voting is an opportunity for change. Elections have consequences and it is your right. So don't give up your voice. So, you know, this is a perfect transition. We talked about the Supreme Court. We got to talk about the fact that it's election eve in America because how we vote is how we ended up with these people eventually getting to the Supreme Court. Now, there are three reasons why we here at the Amanda Seals Show feel that you should be at that ballot tomorrow. One, elections have consequences, y'all. Every vote matters. I know some of y'all feel like you're just 
dropping a vote into the ocean. But think about if everybody was dropping that vote into that ocean, it's gonna change the way the ocean flows. I don't want people to think that they don't have power when they're not even using their power, which brings me to number two. It's your right. Not voting is giving up your voice. If voting did not matter, these folks would not go through so much trouble to keep you from voting, okay? We had folks in Arizona that were guarding ballot boxes with guns. There was people in Tennessee handing out wrong ballots so that people could be voting the wrong district. You got laws being passed in other places. There are many efforts that are made to try to keep you from voting, and that should be your alert. Doop, 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 that says, uh oh. <laughs> I, I don't know what kind of alert that was, but I need that vote. I need that vote. Anytime someone trying that hard to hold something over your head, you got to make sure that you get out from under that. And number three, voting is an opportunity for change. I'm not saying it's the only opportunity, okay? I'm not saying just vote and then go about your business, but it is a part of the system here that is trying to create change. Now, some people might feel like, oh, Amanda, you know, you're playing into the system by even mentioning that, etc. Listen, we got to use all of the tactics possible and available. And voting is one of those things. Along with that, you can organize with folks. You can donate to organizations. You also need to make sure that you're teaching your kids at home. But I want voting to become a part of like our black culture. You know what I'm saying now? Yeah. It's like, I yeah. know that a lot of people just don't see voting as their business, but it's especially for black folks, it's our business. I have a lot of friends who have a habit of saying like their vote doesn't count or it doesn't matter. But I, I always break it down to them. I'm like, listen, Congresswoman Joyce Beatty told me this and this is how she broke it down to me. If you don't think your vote matters or it doesn't count, just think about this. We vote for things as local as judges that we stand in front of when we have yes. to go to court. Yes. We vote for that judge that's going to lay our, you know, whatever our punishment or yeah. whatever our consequence is. We vote for that. And I'm yes. not going to say voting is going to change everything, right. but it's the doorstep to change. We got to vote and keep voting so we can keep putting people in place that have our best interests and not, you know, their bank account. You know what I mean? Or make right. decisions about other people's bodies and they don't even have the sexual organ that they're making decisions over. It really is just on the bottom line. You don't want to have the opportunity to vote how your life is going to be run and then not vote and then somebody else is now running your life. Like that's the part for me. But these people are definitely making decisions that will affect your life. I don't know why some folks don't think that, but I have to assure you and reaffirm for you that that is the case. And we've seen it in a real-time situation with Roe v. Wade, right? Like, I don't think anybody yep. in my generation or your generation thought that that could ever be repealed. I mean, I think a lot of us thought that was just part of American law. And they just yes. snatched it. Gotcha, bitch. Took it right that out quick. of there. That And that quick. was just, that's the beginning. That's just Baby. the beginning. Tip of the iceberg. I didn't hear them say a lot of little whisperings like, oh, yeah, we're going to take a look at, you know, the LGBTQ marriage laws. We're going to take a look at, you know, the the loving law, interracial marriages. Like, baby, they are coming for it if they can. So let's try and do our best to stop it. And we've seen a lot of folks coming out. We've seen record numbers of voters. We want to keep those numbers going. I want you all to feel empowered. I want you all to know that people have come before you to make this ability available to you. So let's respect that at the very least. Voting is an opportunity for change. Elections have consequences and it is your right. So don't give up your voice. All right. 
Election day. Woohoo! <laughs> That's what's going down tomorrow. I want to see y'all at the box. My name is Amanda Seals. This is the Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. The Amanda Seals Show. This is how you need to wake up. Amanda Seals in the morning. What's up, y'all? It's Amanda Seals here. This is the Amanda Seals Show with... DJ Nails. Okay, so y'all be careful out there. STD rates are apparently soaring across America. Nails, you better be strapping it up. Okay? <laughs> you better be strapping it up. Public health experts are alarmed to see a surge of common sexual transmitted diseases, now referred to as sexually transmitted infections, STIs, during the last two years of the COVID-19 pandemic. And they also have STDs now that are not curable, okay? Now, don't get me wrong. Like, we've heard about gonorrhea. We've heard about syphilis. We've heard about chlamydia. These are the ones that people kind of just like get, and then they're like, oh, man, let me take some penicillin, or let me take a, a, a series of antibiotics, and it's over. But it's like, nah. Like, there are certain versions of gonorrhea that are no longer curable. There's also, of course, HIV. And then there's the monkeypox. Yeah. Okay. The reason is they said that people are not using condoms like they should. And... I'm not surprised that this happened during the pandemic because a lot of people was just like, <sighs> whatever. Also, if you think about it, if you was locked down, you was sneaking around anyway. So you wasn't going to sneak to CVS to get your condoms. <laughs> like You was already on the sneak just to get to the snatch. You're <laughs> you preaching right now. So, preaching right now. So, <laughs> So, you know, it's like if you didn't have it already in the crib, like it was already a very, you know, obstacle ridden path to get what you needed to get. This is really a problem, though, also because it's not just like young people. This is happening in groups over the age of 50. And I don't know if you've heard about this, but in a lot of nursing homes, like they will have like STI outbreaks amongst all the elders in the nursing homes. That is mind blowing to me. I didn't even think <laughs> that grandma and granddad were getting it in like that still like that's still my golden girls living their life like it's golden golden listen but okay think about it that generation was getting married super young and they were locked down particularly the women and they're locked down like they've had like one in a whole life and at the end of the day they never got to have a whole phase so they having it at 70 you know what you got a point. You got a point. You do have a point. Now, there's probably a lot less positions, okay? And they also, like, never had a real frame of reference for if they were even getting good DNP, right? Like, they never test drove the, they never test drove the, the possibilities. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not laughing at the fact that old people, I'm just thinking of the idea, like, seeing an STI outbreak in a nursing home, like I, that still just blows my mind hearing that that happens. And I'm sure they're like, whatever, we in the twilight. So <laughs> as long as it don't burn, I'm gonna keep on, <laughs> I'm gonna keep on letting this thing turn. But I really do hope that the folks who are listening and are sexually active out there, I want you to be safe. I want you to be safe. I want you to be careful. I still want you to have fun, okay? I still want, you know, I still want us to be able to have fun, but I think not a lot. Not enough of us really do realize the true repercussions of, you know, having unprotected sex. And listen, we also are in a nation where Roe v. Wade has been repealed. And a lot of us are in states where, 
There are trigger laws that were put in place where abortion is not that easy to get. So, you know, there's a lot of things to be thinking about other than just what's going to happen at the end of the the thrusts. Okay. But if you're one of the grandmas and granddaddies in those nursing homes and retirement communities, hey, YOLO. (laughs) If you are not, please get you a very effective vibrator so that when you are having a weak moment... You may not have to go to a dangerous place. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> I mean, listen, one of the most stressful things, though, is like going to get STD tested. I remember when I went to go get my first HIV test and that was stress. Like I knew I didn't have it, but it still was like everybody here knows what I'm here for. Oh, my God. They're going to call my mom. <laughs> like That's how I felt. <laughs> and by the way, and before we go, let me just say. When they gave me my results, the woman was like, so um, you are HIV negative. Bitch, don't you take that long to tell me that? <laughs> You're like, spit it out. Out. come on, come on. <laughs> spit it out. Well, we are safe over here. And if you are HIV positive, it is no longer a death sentence. So I also want to say that as well. There are treatment plans. And there are other yeah. options. So I want to make sure that we don't stigmatize that either but i also want to make sure everybody is as safe as possible in their sexual exploits and we are going to be as unsafe as possible and keeping (laughs) y'all and giving all the truth because they want us to be safe and we don't do that over here at the amanda seals show (laughs) i'm amanda seals and this is we are we are we are the amanda seals show we're back y'all it's the amanda seals show i'm amanda seals joined by nails and it is our first big up letdown. Now, this is going down every day, y'all. I'm going to hand out, bestow upon something or someone or somebody a big up, and then somebody's going to have to take the L with the letdown. But we're going to start mm. with the big up. And today's big up goes to drumroll. <laughs> the big up goes to us for starting the Amanda Seal show. I am so just excited about this. I was having an anxiety attack right before. So that just lets you know it's a big deal. And just to get the opportunity to be on here talking to y'all every day about what's going on in the world, what's going on in America, what's going on in my mind, and then to be joined by nails like that is such a big up. It feels like such a step up from wanting to have the platform to do so and now having it thanks to Reach Media and Urban One. So shout out to them for seeing the vision and shout out to y'all for hearing the vision. Are you happy to be here now? up. The big up. Congratulations, Amanda. You got a megaphone. You you know, I can't even tell you how many people have ran into me uh, in the streets out here in the city and have been saying, oh my God, I love Amanda and I'm just excited that you guys are going to be on the air. So... Thank you so much, Philly, for welcoming us on air. And let's get it, Amanda. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I hear you. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. So that's enough about us. That's enough about us. That's enough about us. We got to get to this letdown. All right. So, y'all, the letdown today goes to none other than Toronto's own Drake. Drake and 21 Savage released a new album. And I feel like that should be enough of a news headline. But instead, it's being marred by a lyric or two that Drake took shots at Megan Thee Stallion on. Way I'm dressed until I've been to a thousand dollars. This lie about getting shots, but she's still a stallion. She don't even get the joke, but she's still smiling. Every- Was that really necessary? 
Now, I'm going to try and be unbiased because I'm a Drake fan. And I feel like this project that he and 21 Savage just put out, Her Loss, it, in a world of mid-hip-hop that's coming out, they gave us a banger. They gave us yeah, a dope yeah, album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about the lyric. Drake <laughs> yeah. is not so going to like you now if you talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to be 100, though. Like, I feel like, you know, the entendres and everything that's in the record, I, I don't see nothing wrong with it. But where I do feel like he could have held off on was calling her out of her name. Calling oh, thank words. you. You see why I rock with nails? Because he got to where I needed him to get to. Listen, <laughs> it's one thing if you're going to reference things that are happening in the zeitgeist in your raps, right? But once he mm. says, B was lying, I'm like, okay, so you're taking a stance? Like, I guess because him and Tory Lanez are from Toronto, like he feels like he got to hold it down for his his little bruh. And I mean that little literally. Uh, <laughs> oh I don't know why that was necessary. Even if he wanted to reference her, he could have said Megan was lying. It's the mm, calling yeah. her a bit. Like, I just didn't. Is that a thing? Are, are we still doing? Like, is that excusable? Yeah, uh, uh, actually... that's the answer. It's not excusable. <laughs> Nails. And you know what? The sisters, we ain't having it. We are not about it. And this sister right here had a lot to say about it. Watching Drake devolve into like this weird, messy, misogynistic is just so f***ing disheartening. You are handsome and wealthy and talented. Your only job in life is to not be a f***ing and you cannot manage that? Oh my God, why would you say that about that girl getting shot, Aubrey? It doesn't make any fucking sense. Your pen game is too strong. Even if you're like, oh, it was a double entendre, that was the best you could do, you could have kept that in the drafts. As a writer, I got some that I will probably never say out loud because it was dumb. And also, not for nothing, your white mama and white baby mama have an need to shut the up about black women. You barely qualify, and something about it feels white supremacy-ish to me. I don't like it. You always fixing them big uh, BBL lips to say something about black women. Shut the f up, son. Write about something else. Diddy slapped you in the mother mouth. I ain't hear you talking nothing about him. I, you ain't did nothing to him. You ain't said nothing to him, but you got that forehead nestled right up under Tory Lane's because did Megan, was Megan supposed to give you some and she didn't? I bet it is because you only do this to women that have like scorned you and spurned you. Oh, you little goober. You dweeb. So TikTok actually took down her video because of bullying and harassment. So I guess they felt that her video was bullying and harassing Drake. I think it's because she used the quote unquote C word, which, you know, the irony of that is that only white women care about that word. Black women do not care about the C word. Okay. We don't even, <laughs> if I'm, I'm saying the C word, I'm telling you there are black women listening right now who are like, we don't even know what word you're talking about. Like, what are you talking about? But <laughs> Megan is talking. Okay. And Megan said on Twitter, black women are so unprotected and we hold so many things in to protect the feelings of others without considering our own. It might be funny to y'all on the internet and just another messy topic for you to talk about, but this is my real life and I'm real life hurt and traumatized. It's real. People genuinely at this point, like talk about things that are happening to real people as if they're like in a movie or something. It's like, no, no, no. That's like an actual person that that's happening to. And we don't know the full story. We don't know mm -hmm. the real bottom line about how this happened or who or what, et cetera. But exactly. I mean, what sis is really talking about is misogynoir and hip hop. And 
any of us who have been in hip hop as black women, we definitely have experienced it. Misogynoir being the I the the negative attitude towards women, and the noir is the specific to black women. And I've actually had my own personal experience with misogynoir in hip hop, oh, and I wow. had it right here in Philly. I'm gonna tell y'all that story when we come back right here at the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. We are back right here at the Amanda Seals Show. It is Amanda Seals joined by... DJ Nails, but you can call me Nails for short. Now, you know, like everybody, we are talking about, you know, this Drake thing. He came out, you know, guns blazing with this 21 Savage album and saying negative things about Meg The Stallion. And it wasn't just that he had negative opinions, but it was also the way he approached it by calling her out of her name, calling her a bitch, and then, of course, undermining the validity of her claims that she got shot. Now, this, I feel, is a continued example of the fact that, like, black women in hip-hop, it's like we're just never fully regarded and respected on a bottom line. And all of us who have been in this business can at least name one time, one time when we have experienced misogynoir of ourselves. All of us can name at least one time when we have experienced misogynoir of ourselves. And for me, one of those times was right here in Philadelphia. Yes, I was hosting the Roots Picnic, yeah. And Wale getting upset at me because I sent out a tweet saying that, you know, he was really rapping his butt off, but it was surprising to me that women were throwing underwear on the stage because he used to be like the underground rapper, you know? Mm -hmm. So that was like a whole new element of him that I had never seen. And he like left the stage, saw that tweet and came back on stage and like got in my face because I said that tweet. But he came in my face in a very menacing, hostile way that was very much misogynoir and just not even respectful of my space as a woman. So much so that the Philly dude I was dating at the time had to come from like the depths. I don't even know where he was, but he saw what was going down and hopped over, pulled Wale back. And Wale was like, this would never happen in DC. And he was like, well, we in Philly. So what you talking about? (laughs) There you have it. That's my story. You know, I, listen, for what it's worth, I don't got no beef with homie. I've I've I have carried forth the the bridges over its water under it, but it's still necessary to share our stories. That that's a good thing because Wale is another one of my favorites too. So, I mean, I, we- <laughs> I mean, listen, it's not like he ever asked for forgiveness. I've just decided to grant it. Coming up next, (laughs) we have more Blackerate news. It's election eve, and there's so much we need to discuss. Plus, Stevie Wonder out here FaceTime me, (laughs) y'all. Oh, boy. (laughs) And I will share my story about that right up next on the Amanda Seal Show. Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We are back at the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals with DJ Nails and man, man, man. You know, this year when it comes to politics, a lot of people obviously are strictly on one side. It's either you're far right or you are on the left and people see you on the far left. Now, one of his people is Dr. Oz. Okay. Now, Pennsylvania, y'all have got Dr. Oz running against Fetterman and... It's really been a yucky fight. Like, the fact that Fetterman had a stroke and then was able to still, weeks later, be able to get up and do this um, debate is a feat of epic proportions. And uh, Oz was in there playing himself. Not only was he debating, this man was still on the campaign trail and everything. He is showing Pennsylvania, like, I'm out here for y'all. I really want to be the guy. 
Now, Oz definitely has been a friend of Ms. Oprah Winfrey for quite some time. Like, I only she know about Oz. Right? Like, I only know about this man from Oprah. I don't, I don't know. Is he a real doctor? Like, I don't even know. I don't even think she, I think Oprah just said, we're going to call you Dr. Oz. And boom. <laughs> Listen, Oprah be making people. She has absolutely made people. Some of them are whack. Some of them are great. My homeboy, Shaka Senghor, who was a convict and was in a Detroit prison and turned like the gang in the prison into an actual like movement for change in the prison. He got out. He wrote a book. Oprah put him on. And it has been life changing. And so many of us have gotten to hear his story. That's a positive version of what Oprah be doing with this guy. She put him on and he has turned into the complete whackness. He's the same person who said that a woman's decision about her body should be between her, her doctor, and her local politician. Mm. <laughs> mm. Yeah, so anyways, a lot of us have been waiting to see what Oprah's gonna say, and this is what she had to say. I said it was up to the citizens of Pennsylvania, and of course, but I will tell y'all this, if I lived in Pennsylvania, I would have already cast my vote for John Fetterman for many reasons. Honey, <laughs> I can hear her neck moving in, <laughs> in the sound bite. You that feel was me? auntie there. <laughs> She's like, I told y'all that you should be voted for the right person in Pennsylvania, and this is what you need to do. And I'm behind Fetterman. And listen, Oprah, whether you like her or not, still has a very, very powerful platform. People look to Oprah. She is still a voice. And Fetterman said he is very, very happy that she is behind him. So she switched sides. She switched sides. So and I'm glad she did. Take, take that, Dr. Kimmett. Rod uh, Oz awesome, yeah, I don't he's got Rod, a lot whatever his name is Oz, Oz. <laughs> Stevie Wonder is out here FaceTiming folks and I still don't believe that <laughs> <laughs> well baby I have the story to prove it so I'm going to talk about it we're going to discuss that and more stay connected with us 24-7 on all socials at Seals Said It give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8 that is 1-855-262-6328 this is the Amanda Seals Show we'll be right back Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Hey, y'all. We are back right here at the Amanda Seal Show. It's Amanda Seals with DJ Nails. You're always so happy. Hey, y'all. Because I want people to feel joy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, and you know what? You would feel joy if Stevie Wonder FaceTimed you, wouldn't you? <laughs> and <Who>? confusion. <laughs> if Stevie Wonder. FaceTimed you nails, would you feel joy and also confusion? I would definitely feel the latter. <laughs> <laughs> well, Prince, I would definitely be confused. Prince Jackson says that Stevie Wonder FaceTimed him on Michael Jackson's birthday, you know, his dad, and he said it was nuts. And he was in for a big surprise during his late dad, Michael Jackson's 64th birthday, and Stevie Wonder FaceTimed him. Now, let me tell you. I can understand where Prince Jackson is coming from because I too have been FaceTimed by Stevie Wonder. No, no. <laughs> yes. Okay, so we did Smart Funny in Black in DC at the Kennedy Center this year. And uh, there was a brother that came to the show with our good friend, Kobe Cole. Mm -hmm. And he was so excited about the show that he was like, oh my gosh, I got to tell Stevie Wonder about this. I was like, Stevie Wonder! And so I'm thinking that he's like gonna like, I don't know, like send him a, a raven. I don't know, I didn't think he was gonna like literally just call him on the spot. So he calls him on the spot and then he hands me the phone and it's Stevie on FaceTime. And I was like, wait, why are we FaceTiming? And Stevie said, I figured I gotta see you before I meet you. 
Oh, yo. <laughs> I was about to ask you, like, I was, I, I, I don't want to stop ignorant, but I was like, yo, could he at least, like, look at, was he looking at the camera? Was the phone yes, up? Yes, I mean, he, like, listen, <laughs> the only distinction was he had, I mean, he had shades on, so it's not like you could even see, but you know they say that Stevie could see a little something, 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 but, you know, Stevie, Stevie know what it is. He's like, this is for y'all. This isn't for me. <laughs> Like this, so y'all could just see that I'm really talking to you. But Stevie Wonder, hilarious. The fact that he made the joke before anybody could even say anything, he's like, I know this is ridiculous. This is for you. <laughs> so hey, he's a good Prince sport. Jackson got a surprise. He's a great sport. Stevie has to be a great sport because he's been in the game this long. It, I don't think anyone could be in the game this long and still be alive, kicking and creating and not be a good sport. Yeah. Man, I'm still tripping about Stevie Wonder FaceTiming somebody. Like, that just blows my mind. And you did it. I did it. What's your favorite Stevie Wonder song? Or not even just your favorite, but a song you love, because I don't want to put you on the spot. Um, Superstitious. My grandma used to always play that song so much. Really? Yeah. All, and Ribbon in the Sky, too. Ribbon in the Sky. Actually, oh! Yeah. Ribbon in the Sky was my favorite song when I was a kid. And my Aunt Nona passed away when I was 10 years old back in... uh. I think it was 98 she passed away and um and it was from HIV um and that was like her favorite song of all time. This lady used to play the hell out yeah. of uh, Ribbon in the Sky. So I understand her because I talked about it on my special I be knowing. I walked off a date because a dude said that he didn't like Stevie Wonder, he didn't like Ribbon in the Sky. And I was like, why are we even doing this? This is not going to work. I just walked off the train. I was like, we don't even got to we don't got to keep this going. I'm out. You that much of a Stevie Wonder fan that you walked out on a date? It's 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 beyond even just being a Stevie. It's like if you don't respect good music, what are we even doing? What are we even doing? How can you not be a Stevie Wonder fan? Like there's certain artists where it's like you just have to be at least respectful of the work. Like I'm not an Eminem fan, but I get it. You feel mm -hmm. me? Like you can't be like, oh, Stevie Wonder is overrated. I was like, what? <laughs> and I had to just leave. <laughs> Because I, I literally just now had to say to you, like, well, just name a song you love. Because, like, me, I have so many favorite Stevie Wonder songs. I have Visions. I have Ribbon in the Sky. But then I also have um, Overjoyed. But then there's also They Won't Go When I Go. But then there's As. You know, then there's Do I Do. I mean, there's just that girl thinks that she's so bad. Like, I mean, there's just, listen, Golden Lady. I can go on and on and on and on. Big fan. Huge. I feel like our friendship would have been over if I wouldn't. Have, I, I don't know a Stevie Wonder song, but I do know Stevie Wonder songs. So you ain't got to. Yeah, this would have just this would have been a strictly work relationship. And I would have been like, <laughs> don't text me on this. <laughs> <laughs> well, we know you all love your Stevie Wonder songs. So we would love to hear from you all about what your favorite Stevie Wonder songs are. Let's keep in touch. Our number is one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one 262 It is the Amanda Seal Show. We are in the building. And we are also on your streaming platform. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's Amanda Seals here with my homeboy. DJ Nails, first day vibes. I feel like the first day of school right now on this show. <laughs> Right. You, we, got, we got to put our fits on. Y'all don't know, but we look real cute right now. Yeah, uh, I had this, ran out <laughs> last night. <laughs> Amanda Seals show. And uh, we are really happy to be here, but I, I want to ask you guys a question. What would you do if you knew the world was about to end? Nails has some inside scoop from the scientists. Drop it yeah, on. So, 
scientists have found a planet killer asteroid just hiding in the sun's glare. So apparently these these asteroids that are just there's multiple asteroids out there that are the size of the Earth that are just hiding in the glare of the sun. Right. right? If these asteroids in life on Earth, like and you knew it was coming, what would you do? Bruh, what? <laughs> okay, first of all, like when we started talking about this story, I thought it was rhetorical and it was like, actually, <laughs> like, you know, this could be an Armageddon situation. Is Ben Affleck gonna save us? One hood only know. One only knows. Um, what would you do? Okay, what would I do? If I knew the earth was ending, I would find a beach. Mm. I would find a beach and um that I would find a beach. That's the, that, that's my, I mean, you know, I think we can't even fathom what that would mean because just think about when the pandemic hit the scramble. Do you remember the scramble to get on planes, the yep. scramble to get toilet paper, yep. like the scramble. Imagine if it was impending death, what the scramble would be. I think in my mind, I would be like, I need to go to the beach. But in reality, it would be like, let me just, huddle up with Devon and my fur babies and put my mom on speakerphone. I'm getting on a plane. I'm flying You're back. Not. To You're not. You're not well, getting get- on a plane. You're getting in a car. Maybe. If I know, if I know it's coming to an end, I'm going to get on the, I'm going to get in the car. If I can't get on a plane, I'm going to get in the car. I'm going to hop on what? 71 or 95. I'm going to get down to Florida somehow come hell or high water. And I'm making sure that my entire immediate family, we're all together. Cause okay. if we're going to leave, we're leaving together. My wonder is that in this type of situation, like how much time would we really have, you know, like, yeah. is it the type of scenario where they're telling us like in 24 hours, this is going to happen? Is this the type of scenario where people can actually, you know, kind of evacuate to wherever they need to get, you know, like a hurricane, you get like, you know, maybe three days, like what would be the real time span? I don't know, but I tell you what, I don't want to survive it. You know, a lot of y'all really want to be in these bunkers and, you know, people are definitely like survivalists. Nails, if this earth is going to get hit by an asteroid, I want to go with it. Oh, you don't want to be in the post-apocalyptic pandemic? (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to be in the PAP. The PAP. I don't want to be in the post-apocalyptic pandemic. I have never understood why folks be like, yeah, I'm going to survive this. And I'm going to, what do you, how are you, what are you going to do? You going to be out here? What was that Will Smith movie? Exactly. What was the, what was the Will Smith movie? Um, My Robot. No, it was... It was action movies with Will Smith. I'm going to give it to you. Legend. I am legend. You trying I to, am I am legend. legend the situation. Listen, I, I don't, I don't, I'm good. You good. I on had that. A, we've had a good time. I've had a good time. I'm not really trying to be here for the rebuilding. I'm not. I feel like the people who are going to surviving are going to be like the worst people. Cause it's going to be the people who had the money to have a bunker. That's true. That is true. That is true. And maybe so they'll be here. How about y'all? <laughs> no. <laughs> you would be the worst person to be here with all them people. <laughs> exactly. I don't know if I would be able to survive that situation. I'd end up just killing myself. Like, you know what? Actually, y'all, you know what? I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> so the reality is this is not really happening. Uh, but we like to just consider these things. And so we like to get thoughts of you as you were considering it. Hit us up, listeners. What would you do? Hit us on socials at Seals Said It. Call us at 855-AMANDA-8. That's 
262-6328. It's the Amanda Seals show. And I am legend. DJ Nails, <laughs> would you, DJ Nails, if you could go in a bunker and bring three things with you, what would you bring? My phone, my card, and my mom. Your card? Yeah, my uh my card that tells me all the information I need. What do you mean your card? My my debit card. It's the end of the world and you bring in a debit card in the bunker? Uh-huh. Why do you think the debit card is going to be useful at the end of the world? I don't know. Some way somebody going to find it out. Oh my god. Nails. <laughs> <laughs> cuz cuz it's either that or I'm going to I'm going to the, uh, uh, what was it? First first chase. I'm going to Bank of America. Money wouldn't going- matter. Money wouldn't matter anymore. You know what? I take that back. Scratch the card. I'm going to bring some seeds. Thank you. Now some you're thinking. Seeds. Yeah. Now you're thinking, my brother. <laughs> now you're thinking. Fertilize this earth. <laughs> the, the asteroid didn't land on us. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all know what it is. It's the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. Stay connected with us 24-7 on all socials at Seals Said It. Give us a call at 1-855-AMANDA-8. That is 1-855-262-6328. This is The Amanda Seals Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seals Show. We up, we up, we up. Huh, we did it. We did it. All right, y'all, coming up tomorrow, it is election day. I want to see y'all out there getting those I voted stickers, you know, that lets us know that you were a part of your own future. We'll be discussing the election and giving you information that you can use, all right? So check out the Daily Podcast, also available wherever you get your podcasts because we'll have that information there as well. Make sure you get your tickets to Amanda Seals. That is me, yours truly. I will be on stage at the Miller Theater this Saturday. This Saturday, Philadelphia, come and get your tickets to see me doing stand-up comedy, telling you these jokes in real time. And stay connected with us on social media at Seal Said It. Our first show is done. We did it. We did did it. it. We did it. I I got a text from my mom. Uh, She said, you guys are doing great. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Mama Nails. (laughs) Thank you, Mama Nails. And thank y'all so much for welcoming us to Philly. We hope you have a fantastic day. And remember, we are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. See you tomorrow. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up.